0: my guest this week is Stephen James. Stephen is writer and editor of the Raw magazine. It's an amazing magazine that talks about spirituality, sexuality, modern dating, and just a bunch of other really cool topics. We get into an amazing episode today about sacred sexuality and Cool stuff like that. I hope you guys enjoy. Check me out on Instagram, at NewerKidY. Like and subscribe to the podcast. Give it a good rating, that always helps. And we're part of the comedy here often, Podcast Network on 604 Records, so check them out too. Let's get into this week's episode, everybody. My guest this week, Stephen James. Hey, welcome to another episode of God Yay or Nay. Today I'm here with Stephen James. Stephen, thanks for joining me, bro.
1: Yeah, pleasure to be here, man, and uh, yeah, looking forward to this chat, see where it's going to go. <laughs> yeah, I, uh,
0: we'll see, it should be in uh, some fun places. So you're an author and you've done so many other things, and like, you're into a lot of the stuff I love to talk about on this podcast, like, especially spirituality and sexuality and kind of how they come together. I love those topics, Um, but I'll let you introduce yourself to my audience, because you have like quite a like lucrative background, so yeah, why don't you go ahead, man?
1: Yeah, thanks. So I go back to 11 years ago when I kind of started on the awakening journey. And also I was an entrepreneur before then, but I was changing my entrepreneurship. So I started my Raw Attraction magazine in 2012, which went on to have about 3 million downloads on the app store. It's not, we're not publishing anymore, but we've got legacy issues out now because I'm more focused on my Heart Initiation Academy and my book, and speaking to cool guys like yourself. And so the background is essentially that I started a magazine in 2012 for men and women. It was the first magazine for men and women. And there hadn't been a magazine that I could find in the English language that was for both sexes. It was either men's advice, women's advice, very separate things. And so that magazine kind of made people think differently about what was going on between men and women, what was going on between in our sex lives in our dating lives in our relationships and started a new conversation and and people really enjoyed that. And it kind of went from there really, because once you've built a, once I built a magazine, I was like, okay, how much more can I educate people through a magazine? Because I think I have to take responsibility as a leader in, in this kind of education media edutainment or media (laughs) education kind of that's going on you have to take responsibility as a leader and I was like okay the magazine's great but I need to take it a step further so I built an academy with 14 of the world's best experts with Heart Initiation Academy and, and then wrote my book and you know continuing to build out the education system without just focusing on a magazine, although the magazine is good. So that's kind of the background the last 11 years. I mean, I could go on and on, but I'll give you a brief Mm -hmm. snapshot.
0: And what's the education then that you're interested in?
1: Well, giving people their power, pleasure and purpose back and giving them a deeper understanding of how they can thrive in relationships, have great relationships, expand their sexuality, have 25-minute brain orgasms via licking Ah. their forehead, which I managed to achieve. Few years ago, and can't still repeat. It wasn't a one-off. by open it, yeah. I did that that I did a podcast on that a while many years ago. Actually, we can find that somewhere. I think it's called Twenty Five Minute Brain Orgasm Podcast, and you'll probably find it. <laughs> okay. I think, yeah, it's a it's this area. If you're watching on video, it's between the eyebrows. So I just discovered there was a sensitive spot for me. It might be for others. And sort of when you're raising the energy, when you're making love and, and this part gets licked like it was a clitoris. It was honestly okay. like you that a, becomes a clitoris on, on, on the forehead and had these intense brain orgasms, which are like psychedelics without being on psychedelics. Ooh. So... Yeah, that was pretty nuts. So the, yeah, it's just just going on a journey to f- discover who you are, what, what's possible in your in your body, in, in your mind, in your soul, it, connection with your higher self, your creative powers, what can you create in a relationship, what can you create in your life? So this kind of education obviously we weren't taught in school. So it's I think there's a other people like me doing similar things but not quite the same so we're, we're all leaders forging a new path for people who and certain people will follow me certain people follow yourself or, or whoever and you follow as many people as you got time for so mm-hmm. yeah that's the kind of education that I'm, I'm looking at
0: no i like that man and when you came like because i like your raw magazine like how it is like I was checking them out. They're fucking cool. Like I loved how they looked and it had like a very, yeah, very artistic vibe to it as well. What where, where where, like, what kind of mindset were you in when you made it? And like, you made it for men and women and like, yeah, like where, where were you at in your life at that time that you were like, this is what I want to like kind of well,
1: show. It's it quite a mad story. Really. I was living in London in 2012. So I live in Prague now, but I, live in, I was born in England. So living in london i wasn't particularly great attracting women at that point in my life i was still struggling from psychologically well struggling struggling psychologically from watching my parents destroy each other for like 10 years as as a teenager so as well as you know just the standard bullying at school not so bad i wasn't the worst bully or anything like that but you know you got some shit um and you know, trying to build myself as a 28-year-old still after eight years of being in my 20s. And I was like, oh my God, I need I need some help here. So I was actually living in a house in London, the main house where they were doing street pickup. So I was living with those kind of guys, those gurus back then, and they were seen as gurus. There's a lot of controversy of niche the last few years, and, and rightly so, because a lot of the guys in there just teach pickup to to get laid which i don't think is the best thing to do at all yeah it's it's useful to go and learn to know how to say hello to a woman and say and if you have that a nice conversation with her then ask for her number or contact details email whatever and then arrange another meeting like a gentleman that that that's completely fine and should be applauded rather than swiping right and swiping left all the time so i was living in this environment anyway and at that time I started the magazine and so I was I was started the magazine just for men and I was realizing and actually it wasn't even my idea I went to a, a meeting a business meeting in London and there was this guy that it was well, it was more of a business networking thing and this guy came in the last minute this is a sign of God he came in at the last minute of the community meeting it was that was going on and met him and he's got you know, successful magazines in London, doing very well. Got a staff of like, I don't know, 30, 40 people. So he's doing well. I had the staff of zero at that point, still do. And he said, after I'd met him once, he was like, why don't you make it for men and women? And I was like, okay. And then I thought about it and I was like, okay, that's a good idea actually, because, you know, no one's doing it. And then I started it and it was very difficult from an editorial point of view because, you really got to think about how how is this going to serve both. But I think I managed to do it well enough. There's enough downloads to prove that I did, and enough reviews on there over the ten years, well eleven years now that we've we've had it launched, to say it was done well enough. So um, that's kind of how it started. It was a it was a mad start and yeah went on to find a great designer like you were mentioning the artist who who did the the brand is very evocative to the to the mind i think the raw attraction logo so um yeah it, it was a great success still still is very popular to everyone who reads it and you can get four free issues at the moment on my site which we'll mention later i guess but
0: okay Yeah, man, that's I like that. And like, yeah, it's interesting, you came from that pickup kind of community, because I I know the, like, when, especially with guys in their 20s, like, I think I was probably in a very similar spot, like the way you're explaining it, like, Mm. I was pretty much having the exact same issues of like god damn like it's i have a lot of trouble with women and i'm like very like shy and all of that Mm. stuff and i remember like i got attracted to reading those like kind of pickup books right and it was just Mm. like go and uh yeah like how to go and talk to women that kind of stuff but Mm. you're right like there is like a little bit of like uh a kind of manipulation in there Mm. Rather than like building connection, which is yeah,
1: like... I mean, I was going, it depends what intention you do anything with in life. And I, when I genuinely was first of all, my friend introduce, introduced me to it, he was like, it was a new thing. I didn't like going to clubs at all. I thought I never met a woman in a club ever, and thought that was pointless for me mm. and probably pointless for most. But, um, my intention was just to meet someone and nice and and not and like have a relationship fairly soon after doing it but you know that that's a whole other story but most of the intentions for guys who are teaching it was like I said earlier purely sexual and I'm not saying that's bad in one sense but when you're pushing it to the limit where they have things like what to do if there's like massive resistance and recording sex acts and, and stuff like that or like you know and doing things like that it gets too far too much and put there's one guy i know for example put flags of every fucking you know anus that he's been through in, in <laughs> europe Jesus. so like you put a flag system like what are you doing man The the, the but there are the, there are good things from it like m- most it becomes a cult after a while and and there's these mock leaders that lead this cult of of guys that want help and they they seek help through these guys and these cults seem to form themselves across the world and in many different niches you know Mm -hmm. yeah i think we've seen it and quite clearly in the last few years of cult of bill gates and stuff like that but you know when it comes to meeting women, yeah, to meet, and I found it an adventure to meet someone during the day when you're walking down the street and you see her and you just say hi and, and then spark up a little conversation and then yeah, maybe go on a date with her at some point. That to me was an exciting thing to do and it was extremely scary as, as well. It was not easy. It was it's really damn hard to go and do that just when you feel it intuitively and I I I would only. Go up intuitively if I felt like there was something going on. Whereas often they're taught to just go up hundred, do 100 a hundred yeah. approaches a week or whatever, and that becomes also making it like a farming game. I think go when you your heart feels something. Go when when there's an impulse to to really make a connection, not just number number, just not doing as many as you can as well. I think that 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 should be put out there for the for the men yeah so it's it's an interesting background then it then it transformed after that into more much more of a shamanic journey after all of that because the people i was living with at that time one of the guys won't say his name but he he was making dmt in his home and invited me to ayahuasca retreat and so there was all this self-development going on within the community some guys weren't doing that some guys were this guy was and he's super cool guy he was making DMT and doing these uh, sessions in in the that house that we were all living in uh, and doing DMT and doing the... Ch- There's a version called Changa, which you can smoke more socially, which is way nicer than... I don't really remember my DMT trip at all. I just remember being knocked out as soon as I was vaping it in. I was, the whole room just disappeared. I, it was insane, that part. That's all I remember. Then I just kind of blacked out. But when he did Changa, he mixes it with another leaf, and it's more like... Uh, casual and you can do it much more slowly uh, and if you're in a group of people with some flowers in the room or something it's just biblically divine in the room so there was all these well I I kind of got friends with him more and did ayahuasca retreat with him in Holland and a couple of them actually and then because I knew I needed healing like there was one let's say Russian woman in in Prague that broke my heart let's say in a short story but she kind of ripped me open and, and then i felt the need to do a healing journey so i went and did ayahuasca and then i left that house and then started traveling around the world went to austin texas joined the orgasmic meditation community out there that was very fucking interesting theo von the uh, comedian he's he's he was also in that community which is pretty wild where you go and stroke a woman's clitoris for 15 minutes although i think they've disbanded the whole thing now because again it came it became a cult um where they were just all about the money which mm-hmm. is the kind of like the pickup guys it just became a money thing because they want to sell books or sell the course or whatever so but the practice itself of oming it's called oming or orgasmic meditation, meditation is is profound so there's profound things within these learnings so whether it's asking a woman a name and a phone number in a polite way and or if it's then stroking a woman's clitoris in austin texas and having an orgasm that raised from your feet up into your crown when you're just stroking her and you she's not touching you she might have a hand on your knee like nothing else and i'm fully clothed uh and she's you know she's got a top on she's so like that was wild experiences and yeah how the hell does that work I don't know, man. God's in action. I think my body became either was sensitive naturally or became more sensitive due to things like ayahuasca. And I did breath work workshops and tantric workshops. So I went to quite a variety of workshops. I don't know how I've kind of managed to tweak my body to be sensitive enough where I can have these full-blown, full-wave orgasms from what people don't think is possible or you know i don't know what i you know it's hard to answer that question but I, the, the workshop that did crack me open to that in my mind there was a guy probably won't mention his name because he was also in a cult situation but he did a, he did a workshop about full body orgasm and he was doing this reiki type thing over people's bodies so he And I was going there thinking, how is this going to work? And he's doing this Reiki orgasm thing over a naked body, a woman. And she was having these orgasms when he just, he wasn't touching her. Mm. They were just like above the body, you know, I don't know, 15 centimeters, six inches. It was just like watching that. And then I asked him afterwards because there's 40 people watching that happen. And he's like, I said, do you just have to believe it happens to make it happen? And he's like, yeah, pretty much. And then everyone did it. He, he was like, okay, you go and do it now. Everyone else, he was like, so it was watch this and then go and do it. And everyone did it. And it was insane. So when you start seeing stuff like that and experiencing it, cause I received it after I'd given it. Cause I think the men or well, the women were receiving first. And then I was, it was happening to me like the woman would have her hand above my neck and i'd have these like neck orgasms or wherever so you start to have those experiences you start to believe reality is a little bit different mm. and your body is a bit different and you start diving down to you know diving deeper into what's possible so yeah there's been a variety of experiences on my journey it's it's which I'll eventually be writing a little memoir about these years.
0: So. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. Man, this mm. is uh, yeah, that's quite a bit of like interesting shit you've been through, man. I mm. I like I know what you're saying with like ayahuasca cuz I like mm. ayahuasca kind of was my like transition into kind of like understanding my sexuality also breaking me open to be more sensitive to like how you were saying like different energies in your body and other people. Mm being more intuitive like being able to like feel other people a little more which like how you say it will help with attraction like when you're mm. if you're walking and you you will sometimes intuitively feel somebody else and be like okay maybe there is something that could be a deeper connection here because of that mm-hmm. so like no that's interesting like for me personally like ayahuasca was something that really helped me understand my masculinity and it really mm. kind of showed me what what like real authentic masculinity is and how to kind of connect with that. And that that was something that was kind of missing in my life. And that kind of like really started a different journey for me. It honestly, it started this whole podcast, to be quite honest. Aye. But yeah, like... How uh, long one... was that? That you... was like pretty much right before the pandemic started. And I did like a six ceremony uh uh, Six, it's quite a long. Yeah, in Mexico. And basically, that was kind of like a cracking open up my masculinity. And basically, I came home with the message of like, start this podcast, which was in my head for a long time. And yeah, like once the pandemic hit, it was just like, all right, all my comedy shows are done right now. So like, it was just like, yeah. get your ass in gear and like do this. And yeah, my first episode is basically me talking about my first six ceremonies. and uh... Yeah,
1: nice. I haven't done Ayahuasca for, since 2015. And I, I I don't know if I will do it again, but maybe in a small amount. But listening to you, hear you speak about Ayahuasca again evokes all these memories and makes me think that it's Ayahuasca is so much about the connection between the feminine and the masculine because... I I believe the feminine is is the body and the masculine is more of the consciousness and we all have it within us. We obviously all have a body and also the feminine is the soul and the masculine is this higher consciousness, integrity and unconditional love. And then the feminine has this nurturing love as well. So when you speak about it, it makes me think, well, usually when you do ayahuasca, everyone talks about you go and do it when you feel called, when the mother ayahuasca calls you so that's the feminine of the earth because this is made from the earth feminine body of the earth calling your feminine which is your body and your soul to come and have an experience with her Mm. and she will show you as a being what she wants to show you and you will interact with her and you'll you'll something from that experience we all get different messages usually it depends on your intention depends what happens so yeah, it made me think about that connection between the feminine and the masculine. I think it is such such a good experience once you once you uh well, if you're doing it with the right shaman, mm-hmm. then yeah, it can be it can be uh, unbelievably great for you.
0: Yeah, I saw on your like magazine, you guys you talked about like that divine masculine, divine feminine a lot. How does that? How do you like describe that? And like, how does it link with sexuality?
1: Well, I describe the masculine and feminine kind of how my mentor taught me. I learned from a mentor in Colorado in 2015, 2016, and she framed it in the simple terms that the divine masculine is unconditional love and integrity, which is the simplest definition. And then the divine feminine is nurturing love and innocence, as well as you can add the things like the soul and Uh, The body is feminine and the consciousness is more masculine. Mm. And we all have this within us. And so that's how I define these parts of us. And most people are in the average person is in the wounded masculine, the wounded feminine. And they have to do, if they want to step more into the divine, they have to go on a healing journey which might include psychedelics, might include body work, might include breath work. Depends what that soul signed up for before it came down here. I don't know. You don't know. Only God knows. So there's an engagement with uh, the higher self in order to activate the divine masculine and divine feminine. The higher self, I also call the I am consciousness. So depends on what you call it really, but How it links to sexuality, well, you're going to have a more conscious relationship with sexuality and it won't be so unconscious when you step in because you'll be stepping out of the wounded version. If you're in the wounded masculine or the wounded feminine, you're going to have a wounded relationship with your sexuality. Like we were talking about earlier, the guys who are doing anal flags on on their websites and stuff like this and, you know, rape and on the worst end of the scale it's that is rape and just unconscious drunk sex or you know it's just no thought whatsoever is going into sex life you're just like a machine and it's not great particularly if you're going to keep that up for too long but if you have a conscious choice to get out of it and you want to step into more of the divine qualities then You start looking after your body more, start having better boundaries with your sexuality, start speaking more consciously about your sexuality, start feeling your body more. Not only everything is then becomes less about your genitals, it becomes more about your whole body system. And you stop ejaculating if you're a guy like I recommend that I don't ejaculate that much. I mean, I still do one because I'm trying to well starting a family soon, and then Two, I still think it's healthy to ejaculate once or twice a month for a guy, but do what you want. It's, It's your own body. So start feeling your body more. That guy who did the full body orgasm workshop, he was kind of the first one to tell that stuff to me. He was like, yeah, you should stop ejaculating for six months. I never made six months. I made three months and I was like, okay, three months is my limit. And so he was the one that said, yeah, you've got to know your own rhythm as a man of when to ejaculate rather than making it some addictive thing, which most guys have been psychologically duped into thinking it's a good idea to ejaculate when they watch porn, which is really not. And so you have to hack yourself out of that system. And the only real way is gold, cold turkey. It's like you're on heroin almost. I don't mm. know. I don't know what the the neurological data says but you know it's you're addicted so you have to snap yourself out of that by going cold turkey and for the women they have to allow themselves to feel more stop using vibrators because that will numb the clitoris and things and have better boundaries and only sleep with someone if your heart really feels it and and you know have a conscious awareness around the, the the rest of your body your breath as you a lot of women can't even orgasm so having a constellation with your breath during sexuality is good for both men and women um because with men you can breathe the sexual energy around your body and therefore stop ejaculating i don't use any clench techniques or anything like that it's more breathing really hard through my nose and then out through my mouth like pretty strongly if i if it gets really intense then make sounds as a man like like, gr- like an animal sound, I won't do it now, but like a wolf or whatever your sound is, may make the sound because that'll stop you from ejaculating normally. And, and that
0: brings that'll bring the energy up, or how does that work?
1: Yeah, it will bring the energy. And if you just focus on the the sexual energy going around your body rather than just focusing down and out, yeah, you, it's more like up and in to all the parts of your body, your crown and to your feet. that that's what it does so what else was i going to say the right grunting that's where i stopped oh, yeah, yeah, Sorry. The, <laughs> yeah so the sounds also Yeah, for women you need to make sounds it's natural and it helps the orgasm flow around the body and helps you be more present mm. so yeah th- this is kind of what conscious relationship with sexuality is and we were born to be sexual but we i think we were born to have a more sacred relationship with us sexuality rather than this disturbed way that most of the mainstream culture is described for the last i don't know a few decades at least it's gone kind of corrupt in all senses so we got to bring it back to the the sacredness and the sex becomes way much better that way. And you feel way more connected to the person and you can actually have conversations with them afterwards and be friends, even if you're not going to be long term partners. So yeah, that's kind of what my answer would be.
0: No, man, I love that. And now that's very impressive how you explain that. I've been like kind of practicing like this stuff like a little bit but like how you kind of said like as a man like you can't be just like ejaculating every day like that it really Mm -hmm. like it really throws off your sexuality and just like how you feel like your Mm -hmm. sexuality when you're with somebody it doesn't feel nearly as good and you become like more sensitive when you hold it in and that sensitivity of like spreads through your whole body where you can actually get deeper connection and deeper pleasure which i've been noticing i haven't experienced these whole body orgasms yet but i have experienced like the pleasure and energy coming up my body where you can start feeling i'm like okay i see what this is yeah and like yeah
1: i I recommend asking your partner to like if this is the bottom of your spine if you're watching on the video or just you know, imagine someone tapping lightly on the on the back bottom of your spine. That was kind of the first thing that I saw someone do in a workshop. Or you know, this is the same guy again doing the full body orgasms and tapping there, and kind of also maybe rubbing slightly up the spine, like push, asking her to push the energy up. Okay. That that honestly does did a lot for me, and I think this, that can do a lot for others because. One, you're asking your partner to engage and help you move this energy a little bit more. And she's like, yeah, she, she likes to help you. So, and just try it and let, let me know how it goes. But that what helped me a lot because it started to push the energy up my spine. And so probably once you've done that works for you, then you start releasing, I don't know, it must do a lot to the neurochemistry in my brain to allow the point where I can have my forehead licked. I mean, I'm just thinking if, if my 21 year old self heard my self say the stuff now, he'll be like, what the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> he probably respected maybe, but I I, I don't know. He, even tw- even 21 year olds listening to me now must be like, what the f- fuck it's going on but yeah you, you get to the point where you you want to try new things and expand the orgasmic capacity in your your own being so why but not like have 20 or 20 minute orgasms or spine orgasms I've, I've even had one in my eyeball i was getting a tantric massage a few years ago and the woman at one point she was sitting behind my head and she just had her Hand cupped to my eyeball, and I had the full blown like orgasm through my eyeball. I was like, "What is this?" <laughs> so even the, these experiences are like psychedelic orgasmic experiences. Why wouldn't you want that kind of thing? I mean, if you're a human, so
0: yeah. And like, why wouldn't you want deeper connections with the people around you? Like you said before, like our culture and our dating culture right now is so like, so like toxic, like, holy shit, like even when I moved to Toronto, like five years ago, and uh, at first, you're just kind of like sweet, like, you know, I come from uh, Calgary, which is, I would say a smaller place, more suburban, like, it's like, it's not bad at any like for dating, but it's like not an easy place to come to Toronto. And it's just like, you're like wow so many people like now it feels like this is a lot easier and stuff but I do find the relationships here become a lot more toxic because it's just like we I feel like we both parties like me myself I got into the thing of just kind of like you know it's like dating just becomes another commodity something that you can just like kind of get and like you know and it's just kind of there and you now have online dating where you could just start swiping and stuff and then there's like the connection and stuff is like not as deep and just because our culture here is so like work focused it's just like people aren't putting in the effort anymore to like Mm -hmm. build something deeper so then all of a sudden it's just like trying to get a deeper connection here it it's tough and like I've, I've talked to men and women it's like you know like our like people in our age group like millennials and stuff they're not like we're not getting together and getting married like nearly mm-hmm. at the same rate that like other generations have and a lot of the shit's deteriorating so it's like we do need to kind of address that
1: problem and i think they need to read war attraction magazine probably yeah there you go yeah there needs to be a a choice for these people do they do they want something better and it it starts with one person speaking to their friends saying okay i'm not i'm not i'm not gonna date like this anymore i'm gonna do something different i'm just gonna if i go on a date i'm not i'm only gonna go to the park and we're gonna walk and if she doesn't like the birds and the trees then i'm probably not gonna see her again like speak about nature and rather than the city and you know think of other things to do than the normal guy would do dating freshen things up a bit i I don't know what it's like to date in toronto i kind of i don't really know haven't been on the dating scene for quite a while so i
0: would think it's pretty similar to london i like
1: maybe yeah.
0: yeah I, I've been to London a couple times, like, and stayed there for a while. But I would say similar. I would think,
1: yeah. I mean, I think it still comes back down to it, intention. If you're wanting to meet soul aligned partner, then you, I believe, it's still possible to meet them in a city.
0: No, oh, it's a hundred percent possible. And like, I know what you're saying with attention, intention. I mean, the one thing, like, I think is like just with how how much hustle and bustle is in our modern society plus with our uh, plus with our uh, phones like with our Mm -hmm. like social media dating apps and stuff and then toss on top of that all the stimulation you get from like porn or any kind of other sexuality or sexual devices like you're saying Mm -hmm. on top of that like we could have that intention for a deeper a deeper relationship but that that intention gets muddled in itself. And like that intention isn't there deep enough to like stay there enough. So like you might have that intention one day or you might have that intention the first couple dates with somebody, but that intention starts getting muddled. And I see this with like so many people and like myself, I've kind of struggled with it myself where now I understand it's like you have to really keep that intention as something deeper inside of you or you're not going to be able to get any kind of relationship.
1: But- yeah it sounds like all the people were kind of frazzled out in the city you imagine mother ayahuasca is probably watching the city and going like everyone's discombobulated and their their energies frazzled it's all over the place mm-hmm. uh, and therefore you don't feel grounded you don't know what your true sexual potential is orgasmically or orgasmic potential is you you don't even know what your heart Truly, wants you haven't sat down and actually took time to note down on a paper what do you want in a partner? The top 20 things like humor, integrity, you know, good communication skills. They take responsibility for their own stuff that goes on in their life. You haven't taken that time. If everyone sat in, down and did that, then it will be a way different dating sphere, and different businesses would come out and support those kind of activities you know mm-hmm. you'd have i remember this guy he may, i think he was american or canadian he was doing you know different kind of it wasn't speed dating but it was it was more like i think he called it like ecstatic dance dating or something weird like that you know you you would go go along and he would he would lead the room and you'd kind of be dancing around the room and it'd be chill and you there was no pressure and and it was just get to get everyone in a in a friend's vibration, and then you would just be able to see if there was something there between a few people there was no this speed dating pressure or swipe right, right left mm-hmm. nonsense that's gone on. there was true connection happening in the in the room, so maybe even something like that exists in Toronto, but you have to go and see if it does,
0: yeah, no kidding, yeah, and that's actually like I think like one reason I've always got into spirituality it's like we got to kind of come back into our bodies and come back into Mm -hmm. our intuition and be able to like feel through our bodies and I think that's one thing especially in big cities that we've definitely jumped away from because you know we get too into our heads with the hustle and bustle and like when uh, your heads are like made for the city like intellectually like you can make a great life for yourself in the city and that'll be your mind constantly pushing Mm -hmm. for what it wants and uh, but then like all your everything that has to do with your body just becomes like unconscious and becomes uh, more into like addictive cycles and yeah that's why it's kind of better like learning the spiritual
1: uh, yeah if you have a i believe if you have a conscious relationship with your dating life or your relationship that you're there in then it changes everything in society because suddenly if your workforce goes away on a weekend and they've done all this ecstatic dance and they know how to do full body orgasms do you think they're going to want to do work in the same way they're probably going to be way more creative for one thing and i don't know what type of organization we're talking about but let's just say it's i don't know one of the social media companies out there you come back to work and everyone's in this more ecstatic state you can't you can't treat them the same now now you have to have different rules of work, different dynamics at work, the leaders are going to have to be different because you've expanded yourself into a new vibration. You're, mm-hmm. you're going up the scale of consciousness, which was, you know, put in a book called by, sorry, Power Versus Force by Dr. David Hawken. And he did the scale of consciousness. And so you're raising up that scale. And so the consciousness around you simply has to change or you'll have to move one or the other. And and usually more than, often than not, the you won't have to move. Just things around you will move and, and vibrate differently because you're showing up in a more orgasmic, more loving, more in integrity state. Mm-hmm. So this is why... I think dating and relationships, you know, something everyone should be studying properly. Obviously, once you've finished the dating scene, you're, you you study relationship more than you with dating, but you can still give advice to those who are dating. So everyone needs this advice. And I don't, I don't know, I don't have the platform at the moment to, to tell everyone in the world this message, but I think it's pretty important
0: yeah i hope it helps and like and like you said how to transform businesses as well like we already saw how like the psychedelic culture transformed the tech industry Mm -hmm. like when psychedelics got into tech like so much of like the internet transformed and like you said like that's a
1: state of ecstasy they're chasing a state of ecstasy and they they had this taste and i I do believe in these deep psychedelic states you get a taste of Mm-hmm. Ecstasy. It's not the reason to go and do ayahuasca because, or any psychedelic, because you should treat it with reverence and respect and an in, in intention. It's not the reason to go and do it, but inevitably, if you come through that experience, usually uh, um, there's some suffering in in most of these psychedelic states when you first start doing them, or even if you're a uh, you know, continued psychonauts as they say. So you have suffering, but yeah, after the suffering comes ecstasy. So isn't it about time as a society, as a culture that we've had enough, you know, suffering with our sexuality, this horrific things going on still around the world in terms of child trafficking and all the child stuff is horrific. And then, you know, rape, and then you start going up the scale and it's still like, unconscious drunk sex and then you know we need to start raising our vision and going up this cycle of becoming more evolved with our sexuality because it's our sexuality is never going to disappear as a human species we're sexual beings we mate like Mm -hmm. this but we we have a consciousness so we can engage in it in a different way than animals do and because there are these teachers around the world like myself and others who can teach these more conscious ways to interact with our sexuality and our genitals and our bodies in general because it's the whole body system then there's an opportunity there to develop this within our human life you know Mm -hmm. Um,
0: So if like if you if somebody is like listening to this right now and these are kind of like pretty new ideas for them like I know people who listen to my podcast will probably have heard a lot of these ideas but like if this is kind of new especially with the sacred sexuality kind of talk what would you say like a good starting point maybe just like little simple practices they can do or simple different outlooks or way to look perspectives that they can take on that might kind of help them go into a way of like Focusing on their body more and having more healthy relationships, having more healthy sexuality.
1: Again, it comes back to the psychedelic experience, and and mentioned it multiple times in the in this podcast is this intention. There's an article in one of the Royal Attraction magazines that I think is the top ten intentions before sex. I think it's on the cover of one of the magazines. Might even be the one of the free ones we give away. But in that article there's different intentions you can go into having a sexual experience. You can go into, you know, you could do one or more of these intentions would be to have a expanded ecstatic experience in your body to show as much love as I possibly can to have a soul connected experience uh, to manifest something specific in your life, something positive for you or the world around you just to connect with that person very deeply and mm-hmm. then remember also when i can't remember every single intention you have to check out the article but the the other thing on the to remember is the spectrum of sex that you can have is way more than you probably really know now you and the choices you don't have to have penetrative sex for it to be a connective sexual experience uh, you can have other things massage or light touch or you know just simply being present with each other breathing all these sound weird when you kind of think of them in your mind but what if you both come into that with the intention just to sit then not have the uh, intention that you would have genital penetrative sex excuse me the so i need some more pores. no worries <laughs> you might have to edit <laughs> i got i've got a really bad tick on my throat so yeah if you leave out if you take off the table the penetration is it, essentially saying you know there's less pressure there and then you can start exploring other things so there's a physical spectrum of what's available and then knowing that There are these other expanded experiences. For example, if you're a guy now and you live in a city, there's probably tantric massages that you can go to that are genuinely legitimate. They're not just hand jobs with a happy ending. They are a tantric full-body experience. Uh, And these practitioners should be respected in society because they're really offering a service for you to have a more expanded experience with your body. And you could go to one of those. You could choose and, and say, okay, I'm going to seek a practitioner that's, you know, got some training and they they are not just in it for hand jobs. They're mm-hmm. in it for, to teach you about your body more. You could go and try one of those out. Or there might be a workshop going on in something in your city. Who knows? So, so it, it would just be curious and think about your intentions with things would be my advice. Yeah.
0: I love that, man. And like you said, intention. I love that. Now, that's actually the perfect way to say to start it out because, like, you're correct. Like, when you have an intention, and I noticed, like, when I was in my early 20s, especially if I had an intention, like, my intention was always just to, like, get laid and penetrate in sex. And I was just like, that's my intention. Like, I want that. And, like, it's just a lousy intention that, like, like especially when you're young you'll just like it could just be quick sex that's over and then all of a sudden you're just sitting there like okay you're done job done like it's just like dumb but like when you have intentions that are deeper like you were saying more connection deeper pleasure like feeling somebody else's soul and stuff like that i love and like Mm. that's something we can like actually have like better intentions in our life. Cause if we can try to keep that intention of like, Hey, I want a deeper loving relationship and kind of keep that intention. The rest of the, the everything else will start to slowly change around it. And like, yeah, you can eventually get yeah. to there.
1: It's just, it's just really connection between having the intention between the connection between your heart and your mind, mm. because yeah, it's pretty normal for guys who've been growing up in this ridiculously over-sexualized culture with porn and everything that we mentioned going on to be driven by their genitals. It's, I can't say that's not going to happen. It's going to happen. But you have to remember your heart exists and you have to remember your higher consciousness exists. And when you start integrating those with with your genitals, then it works if you if you just go by the genitals then no like the culture that we have around us is going to be insane and it has been insane Fortunately, we're evolving as a species and so we can get out of it but yeah it's just don't shame yourself if you feel sexual but integrate it with your heart and your higher consciousness
0: mm-hmm Hey, buddy. That was awesome. All right. I got one more question. It's the name of the podcast. I'm pretty sure I know the answer, but Stephen James, God yay or nay?
1: Yay. It's definitely yay for me. Do you want a short answer or a long answer? But my long answer would probably be way long.
0: (laughs) Well, give me the medium long.
1: (laughs) The medium long. I mentioned before the podcast, my... Well, I like to say it's my good my good friend, but he's not Ricky Gervais, the comedian. He he believes he's an atheist, and I think he has this concept of God that is kind of in a cloud above and looking down. He's outside of us, mm-hmm. and I know that because I've I've you know watched him the last twenty three years and watched all of his stuff and how he speaks about God. But yet Ricky also believes in the soul. For me, that's an oxymoron or a contradiction because the soul if you believe in the soul like you believe in the divine you believe in the spirit you believe that there's something else here that is not visible via the eye that is divine that we all have and so that for me he believes in what i perceive to be god is this interconnected force this divine nature that we often see in psychedelic Ceremonies, or we can see in a, in nature, or see in another human, or a child, or whoever that we're all connected here, and there. There isn't an outside force that's doing something to th- this universe or this world. It, there, it's just here. It's here, and it's everywhere, hmm. and it's integrated in everything. And if it's not integrated in something, because Ricky also talks to, talks about things like, okay, if there was a God, why isn't everything great and why is there so much corruption and why is there not enough justice for, he talks about the animals a lot and the abuse of animals and, you know, obviously abuse of children. Why are all these things? Well, those things have been disconnected from this force, this love force, this divine force that's pure love beyond what we can even imagine. If we went into it, we would die immediately. That's just what you kind of go into on high states of DMT or five MEO DMT. I've heard people go into this kind of love universe and don't know how they're going to get back. I think that's what it's like. It's, it's a death into pure sacred geometry, love consciousness. That's what permeates everything. But these corrupt things, you know, there's quite a lot of corruption in well, all around the world, in America, especially at the moment, and just everywhere. And these things have been corrupted and they, they've used other forces, which were here, which I haven't talked about today, but, you know, these forces which cause a spiritual war on this planet, which were darker forces. and But they, they've almost all, all gone now. And so there's this melting happening. There's this almost psychedelic experience that many people are experiencing through this awakening where reality is coming closer and closer to truth each day. Every day there's more truth coming out, more truth, more truth. And so that truth, which is love, which is justice, is going to permeate this reality so hard that nobody is going to be able to deny God anymore, even probably Ricky Gervais. think that's my medium answer (laughs)
0: that's a solid medium answer my man all right Stephen thank you so much for joining me this was amazing yeah let my audience know like yeah anything you want to tell them about because you were talking about your magazine and anything else please please promote it right now
1: yeah so I still got the magazine and I've got my audiobook and my hardback book and also these meditations that I've done but they're all on a gift page for your audience so if you go to www.steve.gifts then you will find it and you'll get you just have to sign up with your email and, and then you'll get all those things which are four magazines half my audiobook and then these meditations and this true divine self map so hopefully that's helpful for your audience
0: that's very helpful i'll toss that in the podcast description for everybody all right man this was so much fun thank you so much for doing this steven
1: yeah it was a pleasure and yeah hope hope to be in in touch soon so yeah keep going with what you're doing and thank you for the opportunity
0: thanks buddy all right that was another episode thanks for listening everybody please like and subscribe to the podcast give it a good rating that always helps. And share it with like-minded people. I really do appreciate that. You can check me out at NoorKidY on Instagram. Or check out my website, NoorKidY.com. You can see my comedy. You can see my comedy dates that are coming up. And all that other information. We're part of the comedy here often. Podcast Network on 604 Records. But I'll see you next time on another episode of God Yay or Nay.